All right, good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is July 7th, 2022, and week 179. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, it says, Oh, Backslider. And just wanted to mention really quickly that this is a pre-recorded message. We are both in the times of moving again, and we all know how expensive and tedious that process can be. So we had to pre-record a few of these. So again, the title is Old Backslider. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Let us go into a word of prayer uh, before we get started with this message. Gracious Lord, thank you for being a God to us, a God that loves us, a God that cares, a God who is always there for us. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you continually pour out to us. Lord, we thank you for uh, just our life, health, and strength, and everything that we find ourselves taking for granted. Lord, help us uh, and open our eyes to see things that we have never seen. Help us to uh, see this life for what it is. See things the way that you desire for us to see them. Lord, we're praying for the Bible study tonight that something would be said that would help us to, to continue on this journey, to not give up, uh, to just continue to fight and press our way no matter what comes our way. Lord, we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life, that we will remember that there is still a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. So we're praying all these blessings in your incredible name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So tonight, uh, before I get started, I, I do want to say this. I was um, <clears throat> just driving driving down the roads and um, seeing so many homeless people. Um, and, and Jesus told us, he said, look, the poor you all you have always we will always have the poor with us. Um, and I know a lot of times we say, well, I'm poor, and which may be true. But of course, there are people who are in much worse conditions than we are. Even though we, we are plotting and scheming, trying to figure out how we can get more, there are people with so much less than what we have. And so as I'm riding down the street, seeing so many homeless people, people sitting outside in the sun, in the rain, whatever. And I can go home and lay down in my bed. You know, I can lock my door behind me, whatever. There's a roof over my head. So, you know, I, I always want to, um, I'm thankful that God continues to remind me that Regardless of what it is that I have to complain about, regardless of whatever it is, you know, that I'm trying to accomplish, so many people have things much worse. And so I, I have to be thankful for the little that I have. I, I might not have much as the next person, but God still has blessed me beyond measure. So just want to start off with that tonight um, in hopes that we would continue 
because a lot of times the lack of things that we desire, we stop. We stop pursuing God. We stop um, doing the things that are necessary for us to be saved. So we're going to go down to 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 22. We're going to talk about backsliding. Um, and the title is called O Backslider because this is a message to anyone and everyone, including myself, um, to not go backwards. God has brought us, uh, as people say, a mighty long way, and he has. But the sad thing is, we come into the church fired up. We're ready to learn. We're passionate. We're driven. We're motivated. But somewhere along the line, we lose that desire. You know, where we used to be able to come to Bible study or go to church for an hour, two hours, three hours. Now we can't stay in 10 minutes and we're already distracted. We're already ready to go. We're already asleep. We are starting to lose that desire. And that fire that we once had. And so Jesus talked to the church and he told the church, he said, look, you need to return to your first works because he was not pleased with what he was seeing from people who had fallen. They started to backslide. People who have fallen from where they used to be. The things that we said we'd never do. We find ourselves doing them. So like I said, this talk, this is this message is for me. I don't want to be a backslider. I don't I don't want to fall from where God has uh, brought me. I don't want to start going back. I don't want to start looking back because I don't want to get myself in trouble. I can't blame Melvin for this. I can only blame me. I can I can say well well Melvin wasn't doing this or he wasn't doing that. I can say whatever I want, but God is still going to look at me. And so we're going to pick up 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 22 here. What does it say, Melvin? But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the soul that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. This is a true proverb. This is a true uh, uh, set of, uh, of, of words here. This is, this is a true saying. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. If you have a dog or if you've seen a dog, this happens a lot of times. A dog will vomit and turn around and go and eat that same vomit. What he's trying to get us to see is things that are hurting us, especially when we get saved, God tells us to leave alone things that hurt us and to add to us things that help us. But the things that hurt us will get rid of it for a while. And after some time, we find ourselves picking those same things back up again. The same exact things that God helped us to get over, now we find is creeping back up in my life. Why am I struggling with this again? The reason is because we have begun to backslide. We, are, we have fallen from where God brought us, where he has placed us. We've fallen. And now he's allowing some problems to happen. You know, something that we must recognize in life 
is that it is by the grace of God that we are where we are. And so if we allow certain things to overtake us, problems we never even had before, God will allow us to have them. You know, we, we, I've seen people trying to do whatever they can to get in a better position, but it's not working. Why? Because we are not in the place we should be with God. See, it's God that, that stops a lot of things. For example, I was uh, driving down the road and I realized, I said, man, you know, I need an oil change. That's a regular thing. And then I noticed another problem. I said, man, I need to get that fixed. Now, problems happen. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes God allows problems to take place because we're not doing what we need to be doing. We're not doing what we should be doing. So some problems are going to happen anyways, like that oil change. But other problems, I, I know some years ago, I hit a curve because I was acting foolish, doing some foolish things, trying to show out. This was some years and years ago. I hit a curve, cost me over $1,000 worth of damage on my vehicle. But the reason that happened was because of my foolishness. So some problems we bring on ourselves. And I want you to understand this happens in God. Sometimes we're, we're like, man, why does it seem like I just can't get out of this condition? You might be bringing something on yourself. I'm trying to do whatever I can to get in a better condition, but it's just not working. What are you bringing upon yourself? So this message is to all of us, including me. I don't want to forget that I can easily go back into those same things that God saved me from. Things that I say, oh, I haven't did that in years. If I'm not careful, I'll be doing it today and tomorrow and the next day. See, I'm not too mighty. I have to remain humble because I can easily backslide. And so this is what Peter said. He said it's happened to them. It's a group of people now. There's going to be some people that get in the church and they fall back. And we'll look at those people and say, wow, they were so strong. How did this happen? Because they've allowed some things to overtake them. They've backslided. I don't want this to happen to me. I don't want to see this happen to you. But you control. You control this. It is all your choice. So we're going to read here. We're going to go back up. And let's go to verse 4 here in this chapter. Same chapter. 2 Peter chapter 2. We're going to go to verse 4. Because I want to show you this is continued to happen throughout time. Uh, this, this, and I, I better say this while we're here. You cannot backslide and expect to still be saved. There is no such thing as once saved, always saved. If you don't believe it, 
Let's read. Let's pick up verse four here. For if God spared not the angels that sinned. Now look at that closely. The angels were, were where? In heaven. And God didn't spare these angels who were already saved in heaven. Because that's what we consider being saved. We say, well, I'm going to go to heaven. That's what we consider being saved. These angels were already there. And read that again for us, Melvin. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, God did not spare them. Now, why would he spare you? Why would he spare me? He is not. He's not going to spare us. He's trying to get us to see you don't need to backslide. This is some serious business. You know, if someone told you, which people are telling us, oh, you can get saved and it doesn't matter what you do. You know, if that were true, none of us would live right. Even the few that few of us that are trying to live right, we wouldn't even live right. Because we see, man, there's no point to living right. If I can get saved and then go back. But it will not work. So he said, if God didn't spare the angels that sinned, it's all about sin. Talked to some people about this recently. Don't allow someone to entice you to sin. People always want to tell you it's okay to sin. Well, I don't see nothing wrong with this. I don't see nothing wrong with that. You may not see it, but what does God see? That's what's important. We ended up here. I don't know how many times I've stressed, tried to stress this recently. We ended up uh, in this world. I believe my wife told me an earthquake happened. Uh, I think she said in Afghanistan. I can't remember the amount of people. I want to say she said around 1,000 people died. We ended up in this position, having earthquakes, having hurricanes. I think hurricane season just started. Hurricanes, tornadoes, um, wars, so, so much disaster going on. People killing one another over nothing. So much going on. We have different diseases, COVID, the flu, uh, deadly illnesses. We ended up here because of one sin. One sin. So do not allow someone to tell you it's okay to sin. See, that's what leads to you backsliding. Once you start getting involved with sin, you're going the opposite direction. And the devil knows all I have to do is get them to sin one time. Because your body is going to crave it. You know, as long as I don't eat any sweets, Melvin. <laughs> I feel pretty good as long as I don't eat any sweets. But as soon as I get that candy bar, as soon as I get the honey bun, as soon as I get the ice cream, every day I'm craving it. But as long as I stay away from it, I say, man, I feel pretty good. I don't even, I don't have a desire for it. Somebody can walk up to me and say, hey, you want some of this? I say, no, nah, I'm fine. But as soon as I consume it, my body craves more and more. That's what sin is. Sin. We develop a yearning for it. 
a burning inside for sin. It's fun to us to sin. So he said, if God didn't spare the angels that sin, uh, but cast them down to hell. Because of what? Sin. You know, this is, people are trying to persuade you today it's okay to sin. Friends, family, whoever, the, the our school teacher, uh, the, the person at the church, the person at our job, somebody out there is trying to persuade you to sin. Husband or wife, f- children, somebody's trying to get you to sin. Somebody said, well, we have to be careful. The scripture tells us to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Sin will get you off track. Sin will cause you to fall back. And some things may not be sin, but some things we just should not get involved with. He said it's a weight is wearing you down. This is why we're backsliding. Because things are weighing us down that we should not even hold on to. Things we're trying to be a part of, we should not even be trying to be involved with. It's weighing us down. So he said, lay it aside. Now, we don't find that here. That's another scripture. But here, he said, if God didn't spare the angels that sin, but he sent them to hell, what do you think is going to happen to you? Read for us, Mel. And delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Mm-hmm. And spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. Now, this is a different conversation now. Now, first, he talked about the angels who sinned. Then he says, and spare not the old world. Now we're no longer talking about angels. We're talking about you and I, because somebody's going to say, well, that was angels. So he clears this up too. He said, out of everyone in the world, eight people, eight people live. God didn't spare the sinners. People love to say, well, I'm a sinner. I say, hold on now. I'm not going to say that. Yes, I've sinned, but I'm not going to call myself a sinner. I'm not someone who continually practices sin. At least I'm trying my best not to. Somebody, uh, I use an example for someone. You know, Steph Curry and, and the Golden State Warriors, they just won a championship. I know everybody at this point, mostly everybody knows this, that keeps up with sports. But you know, when... When I see people like that, people like Steph Curry, this guy shoots shots, and he doesn't intentionally try to miss. Every time he shoots the ball, he's aiming for it to go in. Now, of course, he misses sometimes, but with everything in him, he's trying his best to make the shot. You can say the same thing about uh, whoever your favorite basketball player is. These guys are aiming to make this shot. You know, when it comes to sin, we're aiming to sin. But God wants you to aim every every chance you get, every opportunity 
to say, you know what? I'm not going to sin. I'm going to do my best to not sin every time. That's my goal. That's my aim. But you know what? For us, we said, man, <laughs> I'm aiming to sin every time. That's what people are doing. This is what, this is the reason why I say, hey, I'm not a sinner. You might call yourself a sinner. Yes, I've sinned, but I'm not calling myself a sinner. See, (laughs) people would call someone like Steph Curry a shooter because he aims to make a lot of shots and he makes them. There's a difference. There's a big difference. So, God wants you to aim to not sin. So don't allow someone to entice you, to provoke you, to say, look, we're going to go do this. You should come with us. And sometimes we're too afraid to disappoint someone. And we will fall into sin. We will put ourselves, or even if it's not sin, we will allow some weight to be placed on us because we're afraid to say no. We are afraid to take a stand in the church. This is why we start to backslide because someone's going to provoke us and we're going to say, "Ah, well, I guess I'm going to do it. We're afraid. And we'll start to backslide. But you know what? God has not given us the spirit of fear. We can overcome these things. You can stand up to your boss, to your coworker, to your friend, whoever it is, you can stand up and say, you know what? I'm not going to go back. I I made a vow and I told God that I'm done living this life of sin. So he says here, if God didn't spare the whole world, the whole world, only eight people, uh uh-huh, Bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. What do you think is going to happen to you? God didn't spare these people. Backsliders included. Go ahead, Mev. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensemble unto those that after should live ungodly. God did not spare Sodom and Gomorrah. He's not sparing. This is the same God. God has not changed. We're going to talk about that in a Bible study. Well, I don't know which one it is, but we're going to talk about that in a Bible study. God hasn't changed. He's the same one God. Time and time again, he has not spared people because God doesn't want you to go back. This is for the person who has gotten in the church and they're thinking about turning back because things are harder than what we expected. God doesn't want you to give up. But at the end of this chapter, Peter said it's happened to him, though. God didn't want it to happen. It's not his will that any of us should perish. But still, the proverb is true. It's happened to them. The dog He went right back to his own vomit. The same things God blessed us. I've seen people 
I've seen people um, try to get off cigarettes. Now, I've witnessed this happen now. Get off cigarettes, they get sick, get uh, pneumonia or something. And they say, you know what, I'm done with these cigarettes. And they stop for a while. And because of that desire, even with pneumonia, still will try to smoke. And you know what? It make them sick. Sick as a dog. But every now and again, they say, man, I just got to try it. And then after the sickness left, seen the same person. Try to smoke again. Even though they have started to get over the sickness and they still could not handle that cigarette. It's vomit now. It's hurting them, but they keep going back to it. Another week passed by. They said, man, let me try it now. Still, their body is not able to take it. It is vomit now. It is something that their body is trying to get rid of, but they keep feeding it to their body. And after a while, once they got healthy enough, went back to doing it every day. It's something that's hurting us. But yet, we still want to partake in it. We still want to partake in it. After they had stopped doing it for a while, they went right back. So this is a normal thing that happens to us all. We might not be in the exact situation, but we all stop certain things. And after a while, we start falling back. So this is to the backslider. God help me not to be a backslider. God help me to make it back to anywhere that I've fallen from. I want to be safe. I don't know about you. So he talked about uh, some people being overcharged with the cares of this life. God help me to not care so much about things in this world. I put being saved number one above what someone says about me, above my friends' and family's opinions, above my finances, above everything else in this life. Help me to be this way because I want to be saved. And we know the scripture tells us only a few are going to find life. Somebody's going to be overtaken because of the cares of this life. So he says here, Sodom and Gomorrah was overthrown. Now we know there was a lot of sin going on. Sodom and Gomorrah was not burned down solely because of homosexuality. That's only one of the sins. It was because of all of these sins. So this is to the backside. Go ahead, Mel. And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. But God made a way for someone who is trying to live right to escape. I thank God he makes a way. God doesn't want you to backslide. But you know what? Lot's wife backslid. Jesus told us about this. We're going to go and get it. We got a little bit more time left. But Lot, it said he was vexed 
with a filthy conversation. Now, conversation is not just talking about what they said, but all of it, how they lived too. Lot was vexed with, he was bothered by. You know why? Because this man was truly trying to live right. If you're, if you're truly trying to live right, things are going to bother you. Wicked things are going to bother you. If you're not trying to live right, any and every old thing someone's doing, we'll say, ah, well, it's fine. It don't matter. There's a difference. God delivered just like the scripture told us he was a just man. <clears throat> it tells us he was a just man back in the book of Genesis. But you know what? God, Lot, he was trying to do right. However, his wife, she went back. I want to go and show you now. Jesus mentioned this. We're going to run over to the book of Luke, chapter 17, and verse 32. Luke 17 and verse 32. <clears throat> I'm showing you this because I don't want you to be deceived in thinking. Just because you got saved, you're good to go. I want you to know this because someone is going to deceive you. They're going to attempt to fool you and tell you, oh, man, it doesn't matter. Read verse 32 for it. Luke 17, 32. This is Jesus talking. Remember right? Lot's wife. He said, read that again. Remember Lot's wife. Now, this is a very short sentence. Now, I don't know. Uh, I know Jesus wept. We say that's the shortest sentence in the Bible. Now, I don't know where, what this sentence ranks as, as far as how short. I'd be interested to hear. But this is a pretty short sentence here, Melvin. Three words. Remember Lot's wife. You know, three words, old backslider. Three words. Remember Lot's wife. Now, why would he say this? Why would, why would Jesus bring this up? Because he's telling you, if you go back, you will be lost. There is no such thing as one saved, I always say. Lot's wife. We just read um, in the book of 2 Peter, God delivered Lot. He was a just man. It wasn't talking about he delivered just Lot, meaning only Lot by himself. He's letting you know he was a just man, which it also told us in the book of Genesis. But so Lot, he had a wife and his wife left with him. And God gave them some specific instructions. And he told them not to look back. After they, he saved them from the city and he brought them outside of the city. He said, don't look back. This is what God told them. But instead of moving forward, Lot's wife looked back. And the Bible says she became a pillar of salt. Now we're going to go and read that. But that's what happened. If you've never heard of it, that's what happened. So now here, Jesus said, remember, lost wife. He said, you remember what happened to her? She was saved. She was saved now. She made it out of Sodom and Gomorrah. The rest of the people in that place, Bible called it Sodom and Egypt in one place. The rest of the people in this place 
they died from the fire and brimstone that rained out. But now Lot's wife, out of all the people who died, she died a very different death. She did not die in the city the way the other people did. She had made it out. The Bible said he'll make a way for you to escape. That's what he did for Lot. That's what he did for his wife. But even though she was saved, she was on the path of being saved now. That's where we are right now. We are on the path of being saved. But you can do something and lose out on your salvation. I want you to know this now. I get on here, we get on here every week. And you know what? We can still be lost. See, this, this keeps me on my toes here because I know I'm not guaranteed anything. I know I can't play around with this stuff. I know I have to be serious and 100% dedicated because God is watching me. So I was in the store looking for a tool and I wasn't sure if it would fit uh, the piece that I had. And I, I actually like it. Can I just open this and see instead of buying it? She said I had to buy it. I said, can I just open it and see right here? You can watch me and I'll give it to you after I open it if it doesn't work. She said, no. And I walked and I looked at how long the uh, the, the service line was. I said, man. It's going to take me another hour if this part doesn't work. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do right. I could have went somewhere in this store because it was a small item. I could have went somewhere in this store and did it without no one else seeing it but God. He was the only one that would have seen it. But I said, you know what? I'm going to do what they told me to do. So I bought it. And as soon as I opened it, I recognized it wouldn't work. Didn't work. But you know, there's a scripture. There's a scripture that talks about this type of thing. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, he talks about a group of people who would not accept deliverance. See, there's some times where I can cut some corners. All of us can do. You can cut some corners. You can plot. You can scheme. You can do whatever you want. Because we say, well, nobody's going to see this. But, oh, backslider, if you do, God's going to see it. And there are going to be repercussions that you're not going to like. So I have learned it is far better for me to do what I'm told, for me to obey. Because I don't Now I know you can look and say, well, you're not going to go to hell for that. Friend, there is a mindset that is associated with this. The scripture says, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. So there is a mind that if I cut this corner, you know what? When I leave this store, I'm going to go outside here and I'm going to cut another corner. There's, There's a mindset attached to this that you have to be careful with. Every opportunity you get, you're going to be plotting and scheming, trying to cut a corner. And you're going to end up far worse 
See, the scripture tells me this. He says it was better for them to have not known than to have known what to do, known the right way. It's better for them. See, we're trying to make it and elevate ourselves in this world. But if we fall back and backslide and start doing things God is not pleased with, you're going to be far worse. We, we're thinking it's going to, we're going to get better. We're going to advance in life, but you're going to end up far worse. All because we've fallen back. We've started to do things God said not to do. So this woman here, he said, remember Lot's wife. Don't forget, oh backslider, do not forget that if you fall into this category, Somebody's going to say, oh, Tony, he was such a good guy. He did this. He did that. But if I fall back and backslide, Jesus' words still hold true for me. He said, remember Lot's wife. You better remember. Don't get out here and think you can cut corners. There was a group of people, as I said earlier, in Hebrews chapter 11. He said they would not accept deliverance. Why? Because they wanted a better resurrection. See, there were people who could have cut some corners, but he said they didn't do it. All because they wanted a better resurrection. So we have to be careful to not fall back as Lot's wife. So we just read Luke 17 and 32. He said, remember Lot's wife. I want to go and show you what happened with Lot's wife in the book of Genesis chapter 19. And verse 24, as we get ready to close this out, Genesis 19 and 24. Genesis 19 and 24. Now, we're going to go and read what I've already paraphrased for you so you can see this stuff happen in the scripture. Let's pick it up there, Mel. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. A place full of sin now. It was more than homosexuality. That was a that is a sin as well. But it was more than that. It was lying. It was stealing. It was murder. It was fornication. So many sins going on. So many sins. Worshiping false gods. Go ahead, Mel. And the and he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. He burned everything up. He destroyed everything. But now, God told them something. He told them something. I want to jump back up really quickly. I want to jump back up. Let's start here. I think I want to go back up. Well, let's let's read verse 26. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Go up to verse 17, because I want to show you where God commanded them to not look back. I'm going to show you now that she backslid. Genesis 19 and verse 17. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad. Hold on. When he brought the people out. Read that again, Melvin. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad. They have been saved now. They've got saved. Brought them 
out of the city. Uh-huh. That he said, escape for thy life. Good God Almighty, you can save your life. You can save your life. You know, Jesus talked about that. We didn't read it in the book of Luke where we just were. I think it was Luke 17 and verse 33. He said, look, if you seek to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life, you'll save it. That's what he, that's what Jesus said immediately after he said, remember Lot's wife. Now here, the, the scripture tells us they were instructed. He said, look, brought them forth. He said, escape. You can save your life. And the way you save your life is by doing what God told you. That's how you save your life. He said, escape for thy life. Uh-huh. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. He brought them out. He said, keep on moving up. Keep going up. See, when we, are, when we get saved, God wants you to keep going up. He wants you to keep growing. Oh, ye of little faith, oh, backslider. He wants you to grow your faith. He doesn't want you to start going the opposite direction. So he said, look, keep moving up now to the mountaintop. Keep going up. But one thing you definitely need to do is not to look back. Don't look back now. Don't look back. Now, we think of this and we say all they did was just all she did was look back. Maybe she just wanted to see. Maybe she just wanted to see what it looked like. That's what we would think. But you know what was really happening? That place and those things that God saved her from, she was showing us those things were still in her heart. See, when God has delivered you from some things, See, I use cigarettes as an example. Now, I, I, I never really smoked cigarettes anyways. But suppose I had, and God has saved me and delivered me from cigarettes. And let's say, let's say I've been delivered from cigarettes for two years. But you know, I say, you know what? I just started working at a new job. And this person I know there smokes a lot of cigarettes. And now I just want to hang around. I say, man, look, I, I gave up smoking a couple years ago, but just, just blow it in my face a little bit. Just, just let me smell it some. You know what? I'm already going back. I'm going back. Because now the only reason I'm hanging around this person is because they're doing some things that I used to do. And now I'm trying to sort of hold on, but I really want to go back. And you know what? If that happens for long enough, I'll be smoking them. See, it starts in your mind. It starts in your mind. Backsliding. We start to wonder, well, I don't think it would be this bad if I did that. Backsliding starts in your mind. He said, let this mind be in you. See, what she's showing us here is that it started in her mind where she said, huh, man, I sure miss X, Y, and Z about the life that I used to live. 
But God has saved you from that. He has saved you. We cannot continue holding on to the world when God has saved us. I cannot go back. Because if I do, the sin and the weight, they're going to consume me. There's no doubt about it. I am not stronger. I'm not stronger than God. I only have the amount of strength that he has allotted me. And he tells me I'm no match. So I cannot go back. Lot's wife here, she began to look back. She began to think about those things that she used to do. This is what he's showing us this for, to show us don't fall back. Don't become a backslider. It starts in your mind. It starts in your mind. See, people tell us all the time, they say, oh, it won't be that bad if you just get a sip. Just get you a little hit of this. It's not going to be that bad. It starts in your mind. They're trying to change your mind. Backsliding starts in your mind. You, you might not have went back in action yet, but you did it in your mind. It starts in your mind. And so once it makes it to your mind, eventually you act on it. So they were told here, once you escape, and the Bible tells us God is going to make a way for us to escape. And he said, once you escape, he said, don't go back. Don't look back. This is a mental thing. And so we find out that Lot, he did not look back. You know why? Because it told us he was vexed. He was bothered by the wickedness. He didn't want to go back to that wickedness. But his wife, she did. So she looked back. So I'm hoping and praying that we would not begin to start thinking about wicked things. Thinking about living ungodly and worldly. Thinking, man, I sure used to have a good time. It starts in your mind. And after a while, you're going to say that to the wrong person or the right person. And they're going to say, man, it's been that long since you did this. We might as well do it tonight. We can have a little fun. All because it started in your mind. You were already thinking about it even before you mentioned it. And God sees that. So I want to encourage you to not fall back because if you do, you won't be saved. You will not be. Jesus told us in another place, he said, look, ye shall be my disciples if you continue in my word. If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples. God cannot stand us to go back. He cannot stand it. So I thank God for you guys. And I hope that you would not go back. And if you have already went back, well, it's time to come back forward. Go back forward before it's too late. See, at a certain point, God is going to give up on you. I, I want to go to one other place. In the book of Romans, chapter 1, be careful because God will give up on you. Romans, chapter 1, and um, 
It's around verse 26, I believe. Um, we can we can read 26, but that's not the exact one I wanted. Pick a verse. Well, let's start at 26. We can start at 26. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile afflictions. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Now, we're talking about some of the same sins going on in Sodom and Gomorrah. Men with men, women with women. And some of these same folks are backsliding. In the church, people are doing this in the church, saying, well, it doesn't matter. Somebody's falling back. Somebody's got family and friends that say it doesn't matter. And we're telling them, we're not telling them anything otherwise. We are encouraging it, saying, yeah, I'll be there at your wedding. Keep reading, Mel. And likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men leaving women. Now you got men with men, uh-huh. Men with men working that which is unseemly. It doesn't seem right at all. Mm-hmm. And receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. Now God calls it a mistake. And we're going to receive the necessary repayment for this error. Go ahead, Mev. This is the verse I want to get to. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, mm -hmm. God gave them over to a reprobate mind. See, we got to be careful, saints. God is going to hand over your mind. He's going to hand over your mind because you would not hold his commandments, hold his laws. We think we can do more than what we actually are capable of doing. And so our minds are going to be handed over because we went back. That's what happened with Lot's wife. Go ahead, Mel. Being filled, oh, I finished that. Yeah. To do those things which are not convenient. To do those things that are not right. So this is what's happening. People are backsliding and going back. And you know what? God is handing their minds over to the devil. Just allowing the devil to overrun their minds. We, we look at certain people, we say, man, why are they doing that foolish stuff? Some of those people, their minds have been handed over. I don't want to get to this place where somebody looks at me and says, man, I don't know what happened to Tony, but he has clearly lost his mind. I don't want to get to that place. So we have to keep moving forward. You know, you cannot drive a car, and I don't want to challenge you because I don't want you to wreck, but you cannot drive a car down the highway, looking backwards. You can't do it. You cannot do it. You can do it and end up in a ditch, but you won't keep it on the road. So this is what God wants. He wants you to keep moving forward. He doesn't want you to go back because you will get weaker and weaker. It doesn't matter how many Bible verses you know. 
doesn't matter how many Bible studies you've attended, how much church you've attended. If you start falling back, you will get weaker and weaker and you will be the same person. And in fact, worse than what you started out as. The Bible cannot lie. Jesus told us a scenario of uh, the spirit that left and came back and found his home, swept, cleaned up. And he said, you know what? I got to take seven other spirits back with me. The, the latter state of that person was worse than what they started out as. So do not get in the church and allow something or someone to cause you to go back. God wants you to be saved. So God bless you guys. We're going to wrap this thing up for tonight. Um, love you guys. And I just want to encourage you guys to keep going. So back in the hands of Melvin, God bless you. Um, thank you. Uh, that was a great message as always. And it's directed towards everybody, um, even me, because I found myself plenty of times trying to live a saved life. And then things that I used to do, maybe sometimes creep up on me. You know, it's in our human intentions to, you know, be persuaded, but God has given us the strength to overcome that. David prayed for God, give me a new heart, a new spirit, because he even said he he gets um, his foot almost slipped at the prosperity of the wicked. You know, it seems like these people that are not even trying to live godly have the best lives, have the most successful. Nothing goes wrong for them because the devil already has them. Uh, we had a Bible study called Once Saved, Always Saved a while ago. It was in the form of a question. Once we get saved, are we always saved or can we go back? It's a good message and it goes along the same lines of this. Well, the answer is, spoiler alert, is no. Once we get saved, we can definitely find ourselves back with the devil. There's a scripture in the Old Testament, I always forget where it is, but it says if a man leaves all of his wickedness and all of his sin and turn around and starts living right, all is forgotten. Well, it's the exact same way. If a man leaves all of his righteousness and turns back into sin, then all of his righteousness is forgotten. We we are not always saved after um, if we go back. So I just pray that uh, we take heed we stay in the Bible and we don't slip. So um, that's all I have to say. Um, there are no comments because this is a pre-recorded message. So um, as my reminder to you guys, we do have weekly Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We love to have you guys there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll be back in front of you guys with another message coming straight from the word of God. So until then, you guys be happy. Have a safe, happy and blessed weekend. And thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you.
also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.